0: This is WCM's Park Update, a weekly show covering the outdoor hospitality industry, hosted by Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. During each episode, you'll hear from special guests and campground experts on topics that will help your park flourish. WCM's Park Update is a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine.
1: Hi, I'm Ben Quiggle, editor of Woodall's Campground Magazine, and welcome to another edition of WCM's Park Update. Of course, my esteemed co host, Mike Gast, is here, former vice president of communications at Campgrounds of America. Hi, everybody. And he runs his own marketing group. I'm Ola.
2: Emi Ola. It's, yeah, it's, Emi Ola. So, it's Hawaiian for live your best life. And that's what I'm trying to do.
1: Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah. And our guest today is uh, Lloyd Lolland, uh, <laughs> president of RVC Outdoor Destinations. And hi. High- Nice to have you back on the show, Lloyd. It's been a little while.
3: Wow, thank you, Ben. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you again.
1: Yeah. So we wanted to bring Lloyd on, talk a little bit about RVC, um, the types of things you guys have been working on, what you're seeing out there in the industry. I know Lloyd, you travel quite a bit, I guess. For some of the newer people in the audience, can you just explain a little bit about RVC outdoor destinations? Um, how many resorts you guys own uh, kind of, how you guys got started, different things like that? Yes,
3: absolutely. So um, RBC, uh, Outdoor Destinations, uh, we currently have a uh, 10 locations across the United States, all the way out from uh, Yosemite uh, <laughs> down into Florida and all the way up to Pennsylvania. Uh, we do have one project uh, under construction right now. Uh, we broke ground late January, uh, in Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah. And we are anticipating that opening being in the spring of next year. Uh, it's going to be, we're building in two phases. Uh, first phase is 175 sites. Um, great location right across from the Kalahari resort, uh, in mm-hmm. Sandusky and very close to Cedar point. So we're very yeah, excited gosh. about moving into that market. Yeah,
2: what was what, they, the, pretty, what was what was what was that land good. being used for, Lloyd? What was that? What was the previous use of that land?
3: Um, it was an agricultural
2: piece of property. Okay. Did you have any uh, permitting troubles? No, I'm guessing they're actually, pretty friendly up there. Uh,
3: things went uh, things went quite smoothly. Uh, no permitting issues because we really didn't have any any neighbors that uh, might have raised any objections. Um and uh it was already zoned for a hospitality purpose. Uh so we we actually purchased the property from the Kalahari Resort.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, they 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 know tourists up that in that region, so I'm pretty sure yes. they're receptive.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, we like the market. Uh we believe that it was uh very underserved. Um so uh you know, building a world class resort in that that area where we're looking for uh, a good response uh, from that, you know, from our customers.
1: Yeah, and I guess people that aren't familiar with the Sandusky area, I mean, it's right on, it's pretty close to Lake Erie. Um, you're uh, got some great uh, entertainment venues. I mean, Kalahari like what you mentioned, Cedar Point, which is an excellent roller coaster part for roller coaster fans and yes uh,
3: and huge huge fishing uh yeah, and, you yeah. know outdoor recreation lake type lake type activities um but rvc getting back to your one of your original questions ben rvc was was born out of uh a desire to get into this space and you know we've been doing this now for 15 plus years and uh we started with our first resort and Pine Mountain, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, near Callaway Gardens. It was actually Mike. You might remember it was a former Koa.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of those,
3: <laughs> and uh, we uh, yeah a lot of those, and we uh, we completely uh, transformed the property into a really uh, fantastic resort. Uh, most recently, we we spent another million dollars uh, improving the infrastructure, and we added uh, four glamping tents that we imported from South Africa. Uh, So they are very, very cool and uh, have been very well received. And um, and now after after 15 years, we've kind of kind of grown uh, organically at least one resort every year. We've we've sold a few over the the course of those years, but now we're mostly into developing rather than acquiring and and repositioning. Uh, We find that uh, even though it's difficult to do, uh, it's not easy, as Mike mentioned, permitting and making sure that things get done. Uh, We find that as our customers, as we listen to our customers, building a resort from the ground up, and making sure that you have nice level concrete sites and everything is working correctly. And you connect to city sewer when you can. All of those things are very much appreciated by our customers. So when we're building new resorts, it's, it's very easy and we're building sites large enough for that can handle any type of rig, uh, that's out there. And that's important in today's world, also, because there are so many different choices of RVs out there on the market. So, we do have some older uh, resorts. Uh, one at Garden of the Gods is uh, as old as I am, sixty-one years old, and uh, you know it was it was built at a time when most most uh, camping. Gear was uh, real small, pull behind tra- tra- mm-hmm. you know, travel trailers, etc. So we've got some smaller sites there that uh, you know we just have to kind of play around and put pieces of the puzzle together.
2: Yes, yeah, slide so, so right. outs were something you did in the morning when you got out of bed. That's, That's right, right, exactly. You, so you've, per- you've been around for for since two thousand and six, as at least the company has been. And uh, one thing I think that sets you apart a little bit is we see a lot of. of Startup companies that are a lot younger than you folks are, and they they tend to kind of grow geographically. They they start someplace, then they go out, you know, in almost a concentric ring. But you guys are really all over the country. What are the what are the operational challenges to that?
3: Um. Well, I mean. As always, I mean, you've got uh, resorts that are spread out, so it requires a lot of attention. Sometimes, uh, you know, you're on the road quite a bit. So, I mean, that's that's my job is to make sure that uh, I'm out visiting the resorts and uh, things are going well. Um, obviously, when COVID hit, we had to utilize technology like this uh, in order to make things happen and uh, to get together. Uh, So we we still continue to do that. Um, You know, I'm with my background, I came from the hotel industry and oversaw 17 properties. So, you know, overseeing 10 is is almost not as bad as doing 17 hotels. So, um, you know, I'm used to it. But uh, there are there are challenges. Uh, we we decided strategically a few years ago that we were also going to uh, start developing um, mainly in our in our backyard and really creating a network of resorts that our guests could enjoy. Um, so, you know, we we see that there's some uh, some benefits to Sandusky because we have a Pennsylvania resort. Yeah. Um, so we want to we want to create a company now that has a lot of options for people in in the areas that that we're drawing from. So uh, most recently we opened up in Gulf Shores, Alabama. That's our newest one, um, and that's complementing our resort in Florida, our resort in Georgia, and our resort in Texas. Actually, um, so all of all of them are kind of working together because we're, you know, marketing that way and marketing to our customers and giving them new
2: options. So where are you finding the uh, the managers for these? Are you growing your own or are you? Yeah, we're,
3: we're recruiting from within mostly. Um, it It is, I, I did hire from, you know, outside uh, in the past, but it's easier to create the culture of the organization by growing from within. So um, most of our larger properties will always have an assistant general manager in place that is getting groomed to take on another
2: opportunity. Yeah. So, so RBC's been around long enough that you've you experienced that marked change in clientele that was driven by the pandemic, really. Uh, what, what has that done to your parks that you've got probably less experienced campers coming in now?
3: Um, you know, we... Most of our our general managers, I'm I'm very fortunate uh, that uh, you know during COVID we didn't lose anyone. We kept everybody in place, um, and most of our general managers are seasoned, and and most of our team are seasoned to deal with any type of camper. Um, I even spent three months at one of our resorts during the COVID period in in 2022 or 2021 when it first hit. And um, and it was really, really interesting because we had so many new campers coming in to, uh, to visit us. Uh, people that were renting RVs for the first time because their international trips had been canceled. Mm-hmm. People from all different demographics, I, I recall dealing with, uh, in particular, at our Catherine's Landing location, I was on site and we had, Indian family from Houston, Texas that had rented an RV and they they came for a vacation because they their trip overseas was canceled. And uh, we had to help them hook everything up because they were unfamiliar with it. The people that they rented the vehicle from, uh, the RV from, did not really give them a good tutorial. So, you know, we had to help them with everything, including starting a fire. So, uh, it was fun, but, uh, you know, so we, we prepared ourselves for that. You know, anytime somebody needs help, uh, we, we're, we're in the hospitality business, uh, first and we let everybody that's on our team know that. So when it comes to hospitality, it's do whatever you can to assist the customer.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess, uh, what have been some of the challenges here recently that you guys have had to face as a company? I know you're developing um, different locations. What are some of the things that you know have challenged you guys here recently?
3: Well, I think one of the the things that I'm seeing—I don't know if it's a challenge—we um, uh, can we can call it a challenge—is predicting really what the future is, right? So in this post-COVID world, um, the way that our The way that our customers were thinking in a pre-COVID world, they were booking much further in advance. We were able to really project uh, how our business was going to be. Uh, COVID hit, and that changed everything because people didn't know what was going to happen. So the, the booking window shortened quite a bit. And now, even in, you know, I was hoping that as we got through 2022 and going into 2023, which is truly, uh, a, I guess, the, you know, I I was hoping that after COVID, people were going to get back to the way that they planned their trips in the past, but that's not true. Uh, everybody is still waiting until the last minute, uh, looking. At all aspects of it, whether it's a health issue or whether it's weather, uh, which has always been one of the biggest factors, uh, people are waiting till the last minute uh, to to book. And I'm not sure if any of the other guests that you've had on your show have uh, you know witnessed the same thing. But uh, you know, I look at the numbers every day, and um, and that's what
2: I'm seeing. So is that, uh, does that force you to change your reservation procedures at all?
3: Uh, well, it's forced us to. Well, no, I won't say forced us. We're looking at other ways to kind of incentivize people to uh, to book further in advance. Um, one of the most recent things I think that you guys have even had in your newsletter uh, that uh, is starting to become more popular is uh, trip insurance. So we're working, you know, and, and doing some research right now on how to work with one of those companies. To give people um, a little bit more comfort to book earlier in the cycle uh, by taking out a very affordable trip insurance, um, hoping that that may change people's minds. Um, and you know, I've been doing I've been doing some research internally on our booking patterns, uh, even over holiday you know huge holiday weekends when we're typically sold out um i read the same things that you guys do and i get most of my news about the industry from you know from ben and and his team and um most recently there was some articles that came out about how difficult it is to actually find a campground uh or a campsite at a campground and uh there were studies that you know or surveys that were done by these various organizations um and you know, it was there. The most recent one was picked up by just about every major publication once they they posted their survey. I mean, I read it in Forbes, I read it in USA Today, I read it in several, you know, even Wall Street Journal, I think, picked it up. And um, I'm scratching my head and I'm saying, well, maybe that's true, but, um, you know, I think they didn't really quantify that it might've been on very busy holidays or what have you. It was just the headline was campgrounds or, you know, 55% of the people can't find a campsite, Um, which I don't believe is, is accurate. And um, I was, you know, one thing was, okay, maybe that will help people to book further in advance because they would like to secure a site. But um so we're looking at ways to kind of shorten that and maybe even tell a story that uh, hey, there are sites available. Um, it, you know, there are alternatives, and you know, but you do need to book further in advance on holiday weekends because that's when typically most of what I would call maybe private uh, operators like us um, have a huge demand. but on most given days. Um, I can accommodate somebody, especially if they're booking 30 days in advance or more.
1: Okay. Um, Well, one second, we got to pause to recognize our sponsor and we will be back. All right, great. WCM's Park Update is being brought to you by Woodalls Camdron Magazine. For over five decades, Woodall's Campground Magazine has aimed to provide park owners and operators with the relevant industry news they need to run their businesses more efficiently. As times have changed, so has Woodall's Campground Magazine. Besides just its print publication, which is distributed to more than 14,000 industry professionals every month, the magazine also reaches readers through its various social media platforms, including Facebook at Woodall CM, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Woodall's Campground Magazine also offers a daily e blast, which highlights the top news from the industry. The best part everything we do is advertiser supported and free to our readers. As the outdoor hospitality industry continues to grow at a rapid pace, it is important to stay up to date on trends and other relevant news. Subscribe to Woodall's Campground Magazine at WoodallsCM.com. Uh, welcome back to WCM's Park Update, and we're talking with uh, Lloyd Lawlin resident of rvc outdoor destinations and hopefully i'm not murdering your last name too bad no you're doing great that's perfect yeah that's great and uh we were talking you were before the break you were talking a little bit about reservations and how you've noticed more people uh on out rvc outdoor destination side of things seem to be booking closer to when they want to camp um which i found kind of interesting because i know uh and maybe mike can comment a little bit too i know on my end i hear about advanced bookings and uh, people booking really early um i guess mike what you know what are your well, thoughts
2: on that in my conversations with campground owners i'm finding out that there a lot of them are opening up their their booking windows and yeah even up to two years out now yeah. uh and that's kind of driven by demand because people want that same weekend and they want to block it in or that same holiday weekend and so they're accommodating that so i really haven't heard that 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 shortened window uh, could be location driven i guess if you've got those popular spots like that and people just are, are are willing to take a chance on having a spot when they when they when they want to go
3: right um our bookings are up uh year over year uh so you know but i we've, we tend to see that that's more we we kind of categorize our customers into what we call lifestyle and extended stay customers, uh, annual customers, things of that nature. Uh, Those bookings are are way up uh, year over year. Um, So our lifestyle segment uh, is is growing and they do book further in advance. It's the uh, weekend campers that Tend to be a little bit less. They they don't plan more than four weeks
2: out, six weeks out. So we've got a lot of campgrounds out there now that are. I guess campgrounds are always for sale, but it seems like in the last few years there's been an awful lot of the smaller campgrounds, mom and pop operations, family run that are that are out there in the market. Uh, what does what does uh, RBC look for when they're looking for a new property?
3: Um, well, if it's a greenfield property uh we are looking for at least a minimum of 40 acres of land uh we we like to be on some type of water uh if possible um so whether that's a lake or a river uh that's that would be our our preference for a greenfield type property a minimum of 40 acres we are building resorts in the 200 to 250 to maybe 300 site range is really what we would like to build. Um, And we look for them in key destination areas around the country where we know that uh, there are travelers uh, going to that area um, and that there are activities, whether it's a national park or or some other area, like a, a draw, like a lake, um, type situation. Um, so we look for those types of of properties uh, when we're doing greenfield.
1: Um, Would you ever like build your own pond? Like, if uh, having- yes,
3: we do. We we okay. did that at Gulf Shores. So we're at Gulf Shores. We're about uh, seven miles from uh, the Gulf. Uh, about three miles from the way the crow flies, but uh, about seven miles by car. And uh, we built uh, four lakes uh, on the property. So a majority of our sites, uh, all are, you know, mostly are back-end sites, about 70 feet long. Uh, People have a great backyard and a nice view with, you know, the ponds and our fountains, et cetera. So yes, we do uh, build man-made lakes uh, when we can't find property that's right on the water. Uh, From an acquisition standpoint, You're you're right, Mike. There's there's been a lot popping up. Uh, People seem to be exiting the space because they've you know it's been a family campground for a very long period of time, and um, if um, those are very attractive to us, Um, if the size is right, and if they have the ability to expand, uh, we would prefer to to do that uh, because typically. You have less problems with zoning and permitting, et cetera, when, when you buy an existing place mm-hmm. and you know that has the ability
2: to be expanded. So you're working your way north a little bit with the Sandusky Park. Are all the RVCs always going to be open all year?
3: Uh, yes. As we're going to try at Sandusky as well, because uh, one of the busiest times at Kalahari uh, is the wintertime because of the indoor water park. Mm. And Cedar Point uh, built a huge indoor and outdoor facility for youth sports. Uh, So there's a lot of travel teams that come in the area and they have ice hockey in the wintertime and uh, other indoor sports. Uh, And in the summertime, obviously, there's a lot of outdoor sports, baseball, softball, soccer, etc. So, um our proximity to that location we're going to try and operate that one at least in year 1 uh all year round and see see how we can do uh with with climate with with things that are happening with the climate um we actually had a very very mild winter up in the Sandusky area this year that allowed us to continue with construction even through the winter time so uh you know who I guess no one knows what the future holds with regards to climate change and what the weather patterns are going to be like. But uh, things, things are definitely changing,
2: and um, they had a relatively mild winter. Uh, well, uh, a, a vacation to Sandusky in the wintertime would be a, a trip south for the Quiggle family. That's right.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty <laughs> close, a little bit south. Uh, I live just north of Toledo in Michigan. Um, a little bit northeast, but um, northwest, I mean. But uh, I guess one of the things I wanted to tackle too during this uh, video show is uh, the eclipse. Um, that's something I was going to start asking guests about because it's a big deal. It's coming up. I guess uh, I imagine some of your resorts are pretty close to the uh, path of whatever
2: We're, they call it. Looking at the map, you guys are, you guys are, yeah, right,
3: we, right are up the alley. we are really dead center uh with we, as a matter of fact if we get uh San, if we get Sandusky opened by April the 8th yeah uh we will have three resorts in the path of the eclipse yeah so uh our i just got back uh day before yesterday uh from uh from our Medina location in Texas um which is and we we've been preparing for that for quite some time Um, and we've been getting inquiries for the last three years for those dates. Um, same thing with our Catherine's Landing location. Um, I'm not sure, I can't really uh predict right now when we're going to be finished in Sandusky, but it's it's very it'll be very nice to have three resorts right in the path of
1: the eclipse. Are you are you open for bookings for those dates yet or
3: um? No, we're not because we're still doing planning. So we, we want to make it, we've been asked by several of uh, the governmental agencies that we're working with, especially in Texas, uh, to not have uh, everyone check out on the same day, uh, especially on the day of the eclipse, uh, because they're having, it. it's a very, very small town and they don't really have the police force and the infrastructure so they know that we're going to be inundated with people and um, and guests um, and from all over the country, and um, they just don't have the police force and the wherewithal to to deal with it. Uh, so they're having to get help from the state. Um, they're asking for grants so that they can pay the policemen to come in and direct traffic, et cetera. So they've asked us to. Make sure that, you know, right after the eclipse, not have everybody leave. So uh, that requires a little bit more planning. We've already purchased all of the glasses, et cetera. So we were prepared for that. Um, But we're in the process of, you know, doing some, I've I've got uh, some a graphic designer that's designing T-shirts to commemorate the event. Uh, we're going to put a package together that would include all of those things: the glasses, the T-shirt, and we've got food vendors coming to our resorts. So all of that
2: requires a lot of planning. So I know there was a lot of owners out there that feel like they missed the boat rate-wise last last time around too. Is are there some rate adjustments going on for that period?
3: Uh yeah, we uh we will treat it as a special event just like a holiday weekend where we'll have a minimum length of stay. Um and of course the package pricing once I get all of the pricing together for the t-shirt and everything, I'll be able to put a, you know, a price on it. But uh that's why we haven't been selling because it's kind of a I'm not sure what the t-shirts are going to cost, etc.
2: So well, as you, know, as you're, you go ahead, yeah.
1: I think on the booking side, I mean you can kind of hold off a little bit on the booking those people are going to book sites you know no matter when you open it um you know but i think you're smart on the glasses side uh park <laughs> owners who haven't started ordering their glasses i mean you get to this fall we, this we, fall,
3: we yeah. ordered them two years yeah. ago
1: <laughs> yeah so. i mean it's it's going to be amazing and i remember 2017 and the parks were kind of surprised to some degree by all the activity and this one's going to be even bigger. So. Yeah, I had
3: the, the pleasure of attending one that actually took place, uh, I guess it was in 2000 and it was either 2013 or 2014. It actually, the, that last eclipse happened on my birthday yeah. and my wife and I uh, went to an event uh, right outside of Georgia. Uh, right outside of Atlanta and uh, and had a wonderful day. So I've experienced it from the customer side and um, I know what type of event it is. So I can't wait to to put it, you know, put something like that together for
2: for us. Yeah. So, Boyd, you had some uh, great luck with expansion. You said you've been marching across the country one at a time here. Are, are you experiencing the labor troubles that everybody else is, just finding people to work the parks?
3: No, as a matter of fact, I mean, I think if you're in a desirable area, we've got people that are, I I get at least two or three um, inquiries and resumes a week uh, for our locations at Pigeon Forge and at Gulf Shores. Uh, People are just, I mean, there's a lot of work campers that are out there that are being proactive and, uh, and booking. Uh, early, you know, booking booking jobs early. Um, we really haven't, you know, knock on wood, you know, I'll, I'll do this show and then all of a sudden I'll have a problem But uh, <laughs> with staffing. But uh, I, we've been blessed uh, that we haven't really had the staffing shortages. I know that in some areas where we're operating, restaurants are still having difficulty finding people. Uh, there's a lot of hospitality companies out there that are still having difficulty finding people. Uh, but we've been blessed and, uh, I've got a great team. And, uh, as I said, it, it helps to grow people from within as well.
1: Uh, after Sandusky opens, what's the plan? Like are you guys,
3: well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that we've got a very healthy pipeline. Um, and uh really really great location so um we've got we're we're looking at an opportunity in florida right now uh that's that's in the early planning phases uh we've got three projects that are late in the planning phases one we may even break ground in towards the end of this year so one in north carolina one in tennessee um and uh you know we've you know just for kicking the tires on one in Missouri the other day, so there are, there's, there seems to be a you know a lot of opportunities, but those those right now are the areas that uh, that we're focusing on.
1: Does, does anything give you concern about interest rates or anything like that when you're looking at the development market? Like,
3: is do you feel well? That always, like- I mean, we've again we've been we've been very blessed uh, that. That we've got uh, the capital that we don't really have to go to the market to, you know, to put any leverage on the properties that you know in the early phases of, of development. So, um, so yes, we're concerned about it, uh, obviously, because it changes everything. Um, it even changes customers' behaviors when, when you know, you've got inflationary issues and and. Escalating costs everywhere, including, you know, interest rates. But uh, right now we're keeping an eye on it, but it's not uh, it's not holding
2: up any of our developments. So any any thoughts of uh, introducing franchising into the mix just to accelerate growth?
3: No, um, you guys, uh, you know, when when you were at KOA, I think you guys mastered that. Um, <laughs> I know that uh, we we like to own and operate so i don't think that we'll ever get into franchising we've done some third-party management uh, in the past and have been successful with it um but you know we found that um doing doing things our way and uh and you know making sure that we're developing and 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 not teaching other people how to do it, and then finding yourself on the sidelines is probably you know a direction that we we would prefer not to go, but
2: that's certainly a that's certainly a risk so with your hotel background, any thoughts to subdivide the brand a little bit and doing some different leveling? Well, what I'd really like to see um you know all of our resorts are pretty
3: consistent I know that k o a's got holiday brand and you know journey et cetera mm-hmm. What I'd really like to see is a, you know, Arvic or one of the national organizations to really, really help to define things like we they have in the hotel business, um, or the hotel industry. Um, people know what a select service hotel is. Uh, you know, the the star system is a, you know, is is out there for the hotel industry, mm. um, but. There are there are certain things that guests, you know, we we have resorts that we we call ourselves resorts uh, because we have the amenities. And it would be nice for a national organization to kind of put a guide in place that says you can't call yourself a resort unless you have these amenities at a minimum. Um, it would be nice to see that type of standardization at RVC. Where you know there's really no need because we're you know we believe, and it's always been our our mantra to provide customers with a great value and give them resort activities uh, and amenities without really calling ourselves any luxury or anything like that. We would never you know we try to shy away from using that term because. We don't want to call ourselves luxury because we're in the camping world, but um, we we do you know we do a great job uh, in developing our new properties and putting amenities in with pickleball courts and things like that that people are enjoying. Uh, but the standardization, I don't I don't think that we need to do it because I think we've already defined it uh, ourselves as a resort but there are others out there that call themselves a resort that really, that some don't even have a swimming pool.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: So it would be great. I mean, we, we. it really needs to happen at the national level um, in order to really, you know, something like that to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, um, before we end the show, I guess I wanted, you know, we're around earth day. I wanted to point out just uh, you guys' work with, with bees. Uh, you guys have a great, uh, you call it Bee Cause. Uh, yes, our Bee Cause nice. program. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You guys have uh, beehives that, uh, I don't know if they're at all your locations or quite a few of your locations. And uh, it's kind of just a neat program. Um, you know, people can go back and, and see the bees, I guess. Uh, and uh, honeybees are important to the environment. So that's just yes, kind of something there's... you do.
3: So it, it is our environmental service project. We do it at every one of our resorts. Um, we typically, we have some general managers that really get into the whole beekeeping, uh, the whole aspect of beekeeping, right? So we've got bee suits on site and, and they do it all. And then some, in some places we hire a local person to come in and assist us. Uh, but each one of the locations has, um, a story about how important the bees are. And there's a series of, you know, as you move to the hive uh, to see them in action, it tells a story about the importance of the bees. So it's an educational thing for our customers to really understand how important bees are to our lives.
1: Yeah, yep. And uh, my son uh, bee-keeped for a little while. Uh, He wants to get some more bees. you know, I don't really like bees that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. seeing you, So uh, I try to avoid them, but, uh, they're important in the environment. So just wanted to highlight that it's kind of a unique thing in the industry, uh, a unique way to get involved with outdoors and a lot of parks do a lot of neat things. Um, so, uh, keep up that good work. So, but it's been great talking with you, Lloyd, um, we're going to get going uh thanks for coming on and taking the time to talk to us and give us an update on rvc and uh hopefully i can swing over and see sandusky when it's open next year so yes sir
3: we'd love to have you out there
1: yeah yeah and uh thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you back next week
3: all right Bye. thank you
0: bye-bye Thank you for listening to WCM's Park Update, a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Join us for a new show each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for daily news and updates, and subscribe to our news feed on our website at WoodallsCM.com. Show hosts are Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. Executive producers Rick Kessler and Alex Burkett. Copyright 2022, GG Media Group. Thank <laughs> you.